This is episode 69, week 7 outlook. Good afternoon. Welcome to Flying in Sports. We fly around nationwide talking about what's going on in the sports world. I'm your host, Joey Pelosi, alongside my co-host, Kevin Garcia. And today, we will be discussing the biggest takeaways from week 7, looking on to the games. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at flyinginsports underscore podcast. Welcome to our 69th episode. And how are you today, Kev? I'm pretty good. Pretty Yeah, you know, we're recording here on Thursday. We got the NFL on, the NFL played, the NBA, MLB, and NHL all played in one day. So, you know, that's yep. that doesn't happen often. So it's a great day to be a sports fan, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. But now let's get into week seven. But before we do, let's talk about some teams that rose up the power rankings from a dominant performance in week six. Who is one team that rose up in week six, Kev? Um, for me, one team that really rose up was the Ravens. They they manhandled the Chargers. Um, and, you know, my friends have been joking in our group chat, the Baltimore Hospital is what we've been calling <laughs> them. Um, but they're doing extremely well down to their – they're playing their third, fourth, and fifth string running backs right now. But, I mean, Lamar's taking over that offense. He's He's not putting up stellar passing numbers, but he is – running the ball like a man and when he needs to throw he is executing on the passes too so they really rose up for me just absolutely manhandling that explosive chargers offense um and then the cardinals too are the other one i was sleeping on them not thinking they were that great i mean uh, they were good not but now i got them number one in my power rankings finally and they they just they looked impressive against a good browns defense i get the browns were a little banged up but the defense was still not pretty well intact, so they yeah. they really they really dominated that game. Yeah, the Cardinals have looked they've looked dominant all season long. You know they're the only undefeated team. They are six and zero, and this week they have a matchup with the Texans, as we'll get to later. But the Cardinals, man, they have looked nice. But back to the Ravens, I think no one saw the Ravens win that game by that much. Like everyone thought it was going to be a high scoring, close game, but the Ravens literally from the jump got out to a big lead and. The Chargers just couldn't cup up. So now let's look at the Ravens here. You know, they've had some bad games where they blew a 14-point lead in week one against the Raiders. They've almost barely beat the Lions on a 66-yard field goal, but then they do manhandle the Chargers. So do you think you could put the Ravens as a top-five team here in the NFL? Really good. Like I was saying, they, they're dominating with the run offense, even though they are really banged up. And – that that's really what you need to win ball games. I mean, just like the Browns, they don't have a great passing attack, but if you can run the ball, you are going to dominate. Just because yeah. it's easy, it's easier to break up a ball that's in the air than it is mm-hmm. to stop a two hundred plus pound man sprinting at you. <laughs> um, I think that's just how physics works. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think I think the Ravens they're good enough on defense. It actually played better than I thought with. Uh, Marcus Peters out for the year. Um, Humphrey's really stepped up, but yeah, I think I, I do think they are a top five team. Yeah, I think when you have Lamar Jackson, man, he he can do it all. He can pass. I mean, we haven't seen much, but we saw against the Colts, he threw for over four hundred and forty yards and four touchdowns. And of course, he can do it with his legs. But I look here in the next two weeks until the trade deadline, the Ravens to make a splash and get a running back. I don't know if they've been in talks with the Colts for Marlon Mack, but they, as someone who they should get, 
I don't think Latavius Murray, Le'Veon Bell, and Devon Freeman are the answer at running back. They're old veterans. That's that's not going to cut it for them. I think they got to go out and get a young running back, Marlon Mack. Or how about Ronald Jones of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Yeah. I think that's another great name they can pick up. He's an explosive back. He hasn't got much much opportunity recently with Leonard Fournette. But I think that is a great place for him to revive his career. And I think if the Ravens manage to get one of those two backs, I think it's a whole different ball game for the Ravens and their rushing attack gets even more better. But one team that I got here that I think really rose up in the rankings, I'll give you two actually. Number one, the Minnesota Vikings. And the yeah. Vikings came out to a, you know a slow start in their season. You know, In week one, they lost to the Bengals. Then in week two, they lost to the Cardinals. But then they beat the Seahawks. They lost to the Browns by seven. They beat the Lions, and they beat the Panthers. And now this team's 500. And I think this team on the road did what it had to do to come out victorious and get the 500 into the bye. And I think, because on my power rankings, they were right below the Panthers. And I think with the win over the Panthers, the Panthers have fallen drastically in the power rankings, as we'll get to in the fallers. But they have risen up the Vikings, and I do like their team. Going forward in the next one, how about the Cincinnati Bengals, man? This is a very shocking team, man. They're out to a 4-2 and two start. Their schedule does get very tough in the next couple of weeks. They have to play the Ravens this week. And, you know, you have to play the Jets, who are not the greatest. Then you play the Browns, the Raiders, the Steelers, the Chargers, the 49ers. Some pretty tough games for the Bengals. So we'll see if this team is legit. But they literally beat the Lions. By a lot. It wasn't close. They barely lost to the Packers. Actually, they should have won, but their kicker missed the field goal. They handled the Steelers a couple weeks ago, and they beat the Vikings. So this team's looking good, and that is why I have moved them up just a little bit in my power rankings. But now, Kev, let's get to some teams that fell in the power rankings last week. Um, so one team that fell for me is the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we figured out that they aren't that good, uh, especially tonight. They, they lost to the Browns. They just, they haven't won a game against a team that had a win coming into the matchup. That's, that's not a good look. Um, yeah. So I think, I think that's enough said on them. They're, they're not that good. They, they yeah. can be good. They're still pretty young, especially on the offensive side of the ball. But I mean, there's, and they just lost Von Miller tonight to a decent ankle injury. I wow. The way he the way he hobbled out, I wouldn't be surprised if he misses a few weeks. Um, but yeah, he was really struggling. He he was in some pain. So, and then another team that fell for me was the Washington Football Team. Um, they played a pretty good first half against the Chiefs. They're leading going into the half, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and the wheels just fell off. I don't think they got shut out in the second half, didn't they? Yeah, I Let's think they were. Here. 13 to 10 at halftime. So, yeah, they got um, they got shut out 21 nothing in the second half. Yeah. That was a team that everyone was like, "Oh, they got a great defense." Like, we don't know their names, but like they dominated last year. They got <laughs> to the ball. I mean, you know, Chase Young um obviously, but they're just they're not that good. And I I don't know what it is. They I know one thing is they're not using Antonio Gibson too well. Mm-hmm. They're missing Logan Thomas. That's so really it's Terry McLaurin's one man show on the in the passing game. Um, I just think on offense they don't have enough weapons. They got they got McKissick. He's he's pretty good out of the backfield, but I mean, when you're not utilizing Antonio Gibson and you don't really have much depth at receiving, um, 
it's it's just not a good mix. And especially last week, not a great defense they're going against with the Chiefs. And Terry McLaurin was held to four receptions for like thirty yards. Mm-hmm. So I mean that's that's not a good look. That's not gonna get the job done. That's why I got shut out in the second half. And uh they're just not as good as we thought. I mean, I thought they were a top half of the league team. Like towards the top. They're like middle of the pack in my rankings. I'd probably put them in like the fourteen, fifteen spot at the beginning of the year, but I mean they're 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 into the twenties now. They just haven't looked good. Yeah, and the thing is, you mentioned it, man. They're not utilizing Antonio Gibson. And don't forget, this is a guy who was a wide receiver in college. He wasn't a running back. He was a wide receiver at Memphis. A wide receiver, and yep. they're not even utilizing him at all. Like, I get you You have J.D. McKissick. Why can't you have them both out there? Why can't you have J.D. McKissick line up in the slot? Like, he is a great, great, you know, he, he's a great back that can catch. And so is Antonio Gibson. But they're not doing anything, and that defense has looked bad. And, yeah, they got a good – you know, front line, they have all first-round picks. Like, that's great, but it's not working. The secondary is bad. You know, you have 31 last week, 33 to the Saints two weeks ago, 30 to the Falcons three weeks ago, 43 to the Bills, 29 to the Giants, and 20 to the Chargers. So, I, I read you about four times they gave above 30 points, one time with 29 points. That's not going to get it done getting getting scored on 30 times or 30 points in the game. It's just not going to happen. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick should be coming back soon. I don't know when, a couple weeks. I would imagine he gets the job back, but you never know. I don't. I think the Washington football team, you know, they had their glory last year, but now with the Cowboys and Dak back, they really have no shot at the division. And for my follower of the week, and I can say this respectfully because we are not fans of this team, neither one of us, and we're from Chicago, but I'm going with the Bears. And the Bears were 3-2 and two coming into last week against the Packers, and, you know, so I guess fans were riding high with the Packer, with the Bears, I should say, and they didn't score again. They didn't score much, 14 points, and they had actually scored through six weeks, 98 points, 9-8. Only the Jets and the Texans had scored less points than that. The Bears can't score on offense. Their defense is great. Their defense is good. They get some stops when needed, but I don't know what the Bears can do going forward with on offense. It's, it's looking rough out there for the Bears. Don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, even though we're not fans, it's hard to, like, neglect the talent that Justin Fields Mm -hmm. has. But he's not the same guy as we saw in the preseason. You know, preseason, he looked comfortable. He was was moving well outside of the pocket. And he was not trying to force passes like he is a little bit now. And he he was moving more. And he's just not an experienced passer right now. So he can't get the job in there. And he just seems pretty hesitant to run right now and I mean he's not putting up the rushing numbers that I know the fans were hoping um just because he's a two-dimension back he's supposed to be a Lamar-ish type of player um with a better arm and we just haven't seen that and I mean a lot of that falls on the offensive line he's I mean he's under pressure half the time he drops back um and that was evident, especially his first start when he got sacked nine times <laughs> against the Browns. I mean, that was – what a start. And I I seriously don't think he's shaken, like, the trauma that that game caused him. And it just – that team does not look, like, sound. Um, it just seems uh-huh. like the play calling is they're, – they're not finding a star to give the ball to. They're, I mean, A-Rob's a legit receiver. But you look at their stat line from last week, and you look at the receptions, and – um, A-Rod led 
or Darnell Mooney led with five, but that's A-Rob, four. Cole Komet, four. Um, Khalil Herbert, two. I, this should be – I mean, Komet's a good talent, but Komet should be getting two receptions, and A-Rob should be getting north of – or north of eight probably. Yeah. And Mooney should be getting the downfield, and he should get six or seven. I mean, they're just – they're trying to spread the ball around too much, and it's just not working. And I get that um, – Defenses are probably keen on A-Rob and Mooney because they don't have many other weapons outside of that. But, I mean, it's just Fields, he's, he just it doesn't look comfortable and he doesn't look like he's not scared to run with the ball and make those big plays. Um, he just seems hesitant back there. And that that's just my take on it. You'll probably get something different from a Bears fan. Yeah. Um, but from me watching the games, that's just what I see. Yeah, and I think – if you have a quarterback like that who you know is struggling, that falls on the coach then. The coach has to come up with the game plan, has to do something to make his franchise quarterback more comfortable. It's evident that Matt Nagy's not doing any of that, but we'll see going forward. He's still a young quarterback, and, you know, we'll see this week. The Buccaneers, you know, on paper they have a good defense, but their secondary is actually not the greatest. Justin Fields should have a good day passing, but, of course, we will see. The Buccaneers' D-line is great. The Bears' offensive line is not so great. So, yeah, we'll Buccaneers... see. Justin Fields did finally run a little bit this last mm-hmm. week. But, I mean, he had three carries for nine yards against the Lions, and then he had three for four against the Raiders. Um, those are just yeah. teams where you need to see better numbers out of your quarterback running. Well, Justin Fields specifically, especially in a game where he's not passing well. I mean, he was 12 for 20 for 111 yards against the Raiders and ran three times for four yards. Yeah, like that's just not what you need, and that's I know Bears fans were expecting more, and I yeah, truly but... think they deserve more, and I think a lot of that falls on the offensive line and the play calling. Yeah, one hundred percent. But before we dive into the five best games of Week Seven and give our predictions, let's talk a little bit about Deshaun Watson. You know, rumors have been speculating that Deshaun Watson to the Dolphins is heating up, and trade talks are really intensifying. So what are your thoughts with Deshaun Watson to the Dolphins? And do you think it happens before the November 2nd trade deadline? Um, I do think it happens. I think the Texans are in a place where they realize they're just going to waste his talent if they hold on to him. And it's a situation where they could get a few first-round picks out of him. Um, so, or maybe maybe just a couple. But he, I, I really think he'll help the Dolphins if, if he plays there. Big if. Um you know, with his career in jeopardy right now. But he's – that offense has a lot of weapons. It's just we all know that Tua is about as average as he gets. Um, yeah. I, I always said that Kirk Cousins was the greatest fantasy backup quarterback of all time. And I think that Tua could slowly creep into that same role and the idea that you're only going to start them once or twice a year, but when you start them, you'll get an average 15 points. You know, they won't give you that – dumb six points or whatever, but they're also not going to light it up for 30 when you need it. Um, yeah. He's just, he's super average. Um, and Deshaun Washington's just a playmaker. We know that we've seen all his credible plays, breaking three different sacks to find the end zone, you know, rushing for 40 yards after breaking a couple ankles. Um, so yeah, I think he would really help that offense just to, spread out and um, utilize the weapons that they have because they really do have a talented receiving group. Well, yeah, they got, you know, Devonta Parker, who, you know, he's a solid wide receiver, of course, first-round rookie, 
Jalen Waddle, and then you got Mike Jacecki as well. So you know the weapons Will Fuller are too. Yeah, Will Fuller. With Will Fuller. Yeah, exactly. He can join his old his old buddy Will Fuller, who who is on IR, but you know yeah, should be back. Yeah. Should be back in in a couple of weeks. But yeah, Deshaun Watson to the Dolphins. I mean, it makes sense. But but Kev, if if you're the Dolphins here, you know you're one in five. Do you take the chance on Deshaun Watson, knowing that maybe he goes to jail and maybe he doesn't play for them after this year? Do you take a chance on that? Yes, I do. Simply because I think a lot of the preseason power rankings had the Dolphins near or inside the top 10. Yeah. Um, And so they are clearly not living up to their potential. And that defense was supposed to be a top defense, and they've been all right. But it's they need – a change and they need to bring in a guy who's going to light up the scoreboard and to, and is honestly going to draw more of a crowd. And I think a trade for Deshaun Watson, knowing his history will get that city excited and that franchise. And I I do think it'll be good for them. Um, I don't think it'll be good for them until the, his trial's over until he's in the clear again, that's up in the air. Um, Like we said, we don't even know if he's ever going to be allowed to play football again. But I, I think it's worth it. Um, at the end of the day, yeah, you lose a couple draft picks, but I think the reward is higher than the risk. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's what it's all about. We know Deshaun Watson's a great quarterback, but this comes down to the trial here in a couple of months. But now let's get to the best games of Week 7, give our predictions on who we think will win. We won't go through every game, but we'll get through the best games, and the rest of our picks will be on our Instagram page at Flying and Sports underscore podcast. Now let's talk about the first game of 12 o'clock slate, possibly the best game of the week between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tennessee Titans. The Chiefs have looked better the past couple of weeks, and the Titans are coming off that impressive Monday night victory against the Buffalo Bills. Hard-fought victory for them. Chiefs-Titans, who you got in this game? Um, You know, I got the Chiefs uh, because – Titans passing game just isn't very good right now. They have Julio and AJ. Julio's been injured. AJ's been a little injured. But Tannehill just I was watching him throw Monday night and like he just seems so scared to make a mistake. And like when he's got fit in a tight window, he's just not getting there because he's so scared to turn the ball over. And the passing numbers just aren't there right now. And going against a Chiefs defense whose secondary is god awful. I don't think it's going to go in favor of the Titans. You know, some people are projecting Tannehill to be great and throw the ball around, and I just – I don't see it. And I know Derrick Henry's a beast, but um, the Chiefs' run defense is actually not horrible. They, they got a couple good guys. They got Clark on the offensive line. Um, Jones or as well. defensive line. Yeah, Jones. So they, they are – they're better on the run defense. And Derrick Henry's he's going to have a game, but – I think Mahomes is going to tear apart the Titans defense. Um, I mean, Josh Allen tore them apart. And I just, I think Tyreek Hill is going to have about 180 yards receiving with a couple touchdowns. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, the Chiefs have been better. And I've been saying this for a while now that even last year, two years ago, that this Titans team is Derrick Henry's team and it runs on Derrick Henry. When Derrick Henry has a bad game, man, the Titans are going to lose. When Derrick Henry goes off, the Titans are going to win. And this was this has been evident for the past two years that when Derrick Henry has over 100 rushing yards, the Titans are more likely to win when he has a game under 100 yards. This is Derrick Henry's team. When he, when he gets going, the whole team gets going. And I think Derrick Henry is a beast, to be honest with you, man. Derrick Henry is, is just 
he's a different breed. Um, but I think I'm going to go here with the Chiefs. The Titans' defense couldn't stop Josh Allen. They did a little bit in, in the first half, but the Bills got going in the second half. But this is the Chiefs now. Chiefs offense, they're going to be ready. They're going to be ready to score some points. And I don't know if Ryan Tannehill can do it for the Titans. So I'm going to go here with the Chiefs. It's going to be a good game, though. Titans are home. But I do think it's going to be a very good game with the Chiefs coming out on top. Next game, let's get to a the division rival between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Baltimore Ravens. Both teams coming off wins. The Bengals are four and two. Ravens five and one. Bengals are on the road. Who you got? I got the Ravens. Ravens at home. They've been running the ball very well. Um, you know, Joe Burrow's he's doing he's feeling pretty good in that offense right now, and they're they're performing well. But I'm I'm not. I'm not buying it enough to put them over the Ravens right now. I just I just don't see it happening, especially with – I think Calais Campbell's going to be a menace that day mm-hmm. against that poor Bengals uh, offensive line. It's not as poor as we thought, though. They've been playing better than we thought yeah. they would be. Um, but I think Calais Campbell's going to have a day. He's going to control Joe Mixon. Um, and I think Ravens are going to come away with this one. So are you not sold – on the Bengals yet, you know, they are four and two. They've, they've, they've battled with the Packers and they've won some good games. Are you not sold on them yet? Um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a hit or miss for me right now. You know, they, they lost to the bears. Mm-hmm. So they, you know, they didn't play too well there. They were down 17 to seven at one point. Um, and then they dominate the Steelers in impressive, fa- impressive, wow. Impressive <laughs> fashion. Um, so that's a great win. So that raises them up for me, but then you beat the Jaguars by three and I'm like, okay, like, what is this? And then they, so then that sets them back a little bit and then they play well against the Packers. And then I'm like, okay, they're solid. And then they handle the lions, but which was an impressive win. So that, that moved them up a little more, but it's like I said, they're, they're moved up for me. They have moved up for me, but their resume isn't impressive enough yet for me to put them over the Ravens on the road. Yeah. And I think this is a big, big test for the Bengals, you know, on the road against your division rival, the Ravens, you're one game back in the standings to them. Like this is a big game for them, especially to get some recognition in the league that, you know, they can compete with some of the best. And I think it's going to be a great game. I think the Bengals defense is actually very underrated. They've been playing a lot better this year than they did last year. Yeah. They got a, who's James Bradbury. Is that the name? Right? No, James Bedford, on, no, he's uh, should be a Wuzier as their defensive back. No, there's not I, him. I'm thinking of someone else. Let me see. Bedford's on the on the Giants, but yeah, the Bengals defense. You know, they've have not allowed over 25 points in any game this season. That was to the Packers, of course. But you know, we've seen the Vikings do some scoring, only 24. The Steelers, you know, they have a a solid offense. They can score some points, only 10. The Lions, 11. Packers were yeah. the most of 25. So they're doing a lot on defense. The Bengals very underrated. And it's just the offense could be going. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, that's a solid connection. But I think it's going to be too much for – I think the Ravens are going to be too much for the Bengals. The Ravens, that run game is just so lethal. You know, they can get you yeah. any way possible. And I think the Ravens do come out victorious in this game. But do Jesse, you know who that – Jesse oh, Bates. Jesse, Jesse Bates. Bates I knew it was a B. I knew it was yeah. a B. Jesse Bates, the safety, he he is great. They also have Von Bell opposite of him, the other yes. safety there. So, yeah, that it's a very underrated crew. I think their linebacker is Logan Wilson as well. 
very underrated as well. Yeah, so they have an Wyoming underrated product. team. Yes, very underrated team. And, you know, they're turning a lot of heads this year, but this is a big matchup for them. But I do think the Ravens come out on top. Let's get to the next game here. Uh, we'll skip the 12 o'clock slate and we'll go right to the 3 o'clock slate. We'll talk about the Eagles versus the Raiders. You know, two teams that, you know, are on opposite ends. The Eagles are 2-4. and four. Raiders are 4-2. and two. Raiders have had up and down season, but now they're coming off a big win against the Broncos. The Eagles almost beat the Buccaneers, only lost by six on Thursday Night Football. Had some extra rest. Do you think it's enough to beat the Raiders on the road? Yeah, I got the Eagles in this wow. one. I do, just because, you know, the Raiders, they won last week against the Broncos, like we said, aren't that great. But then they lose by 11 to the Bears, who we said, yep. not that great. And then they lose to a Chargers team by 14. Um, which Chargers were Chargers played well that game, but 14 points is a pretty decent spread. Um, but Eagles, they, I don't even know. They, they just, I like what they got going on there. Um, Jalen Hurts is a playmaker. He's not a franchise quarterback by any means. He's a great fantasy quarterback. Um, but I don't think he'll ever bring them a Super Bowl. But I do see him, them, I do see him bringing the Eagles a win over the Raiders. Um, just because I, I think I think him and Devontae Smith and are going to connect. And then even that Quez Watkins guy coming around. Yeah. I didn't even know that dude coming into the season. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he's he's playing well. And, you know, it's if the Eagles lose, it's because they refuse to run the ball again. I think I think if they lose, it's going to be because they are so extremely predictable. Um, the, but, but, yeah, so. Yeah. The play calling for the Eagles is bad. It is yeah. extremely bad. And I think that's hurting Jalen Hurts a little bit. It's putting too much pressure on him. Run the football. Miles Sanders is not the most elite back, but he's, he's a solid running back, and, and he could get it done. You know, he can run the ball. We saw last week he was efficient when he got the carry. Six, nine for 65, I should say. He was efficient. Give him the ball more. And I know the offensive coordinator for the Eagles said that they want to get him more touches. Well, let's see it here. The Raiders' defense is nothing special. They're not the greatest. Give him the touches. Let the pressure off of Jalen Hurts and let Jalen Hurts do his thing, too, when he has to. Yes. But – I'm still going to go with the Raiders in this game. Um, they're coming off with a solid win on the road against the Broncos. I think the new coach, you know, I saw some some great things with him last week. They're at home. You got the Eagles, who aren't the greatest team. I think the Raiders win this game. Derek Carr is a very solid game in this matchup, and I do like the Raiders in this matchup. But let's get to the Sunday night game now between the Colts and the 49ers. The 49ers are home in this game, and it looks like Jimmy Garoppolo will be the quarterback to start on Sunday Night Football. Both teams are under 500, which could be a shock to most. But who wins this game in what looks like a must-win game for both of these teams? Yeah, I think I think the Colts are going to win this one. Um, 49ers have had a couple of tough losses. Lost by seven to the Cardinals. Lost by two to the Packers. Um, but I think the Colts have been playing very well lately. I know their record isn't showing it, but, I mean, they they, ha- they should have handled the Ravens, blew that game, um, but lost respectfully in overtime. Handled the Texans like a good team should. Um, they beat the Dolphins week before, and they're, they're starting to turn the corner now. And uh, let's not forget they earlier in the season they lost by a field goal, I believe, to the Rams, who are one of the better teams in the NFL. So this team has talent, and Carson Wentz has been playing very well. Um, and I just and Jonathan Taylor especially absolutely blew up last week. Um, 
but I do think that the Colts will win this one. Yeah, I, I'm i not a big fan of the 49ers. I, I don't like Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I'm just not a big fan. But um, some rumor, and I, I want to say some rumor, but the weather forecast for the game on Sunday night is expected to be flooding rain with high gusts of wind. So that could be different. That could give the edge to the 49ers and the Colts, you know, both two teams that like to run first. But it's going to be whoever can make that play in the rain. But I think it's going to be the Colts. The Colts, I think, are the better team. I know they're two and four, but their matchups in the first five weeks were just insane. But I am going to go with the Colts here. I want to see the 49ers, what they do with Jimmy Garoppolo back with Elijah Mitchell and just see what they can do. I think they're going to finish last in the NFC West, but things can change. And I think they got to pull the trigger and go with Trey Lance, even though Jimmy Garoppolo is healthy. Any last thoughts from week seven? Any bold predictions you got before we end? Um, Let's see a bold prediction here. I'm looking at the schedule. You want one bold prediction? Yeah. Jets beat the Patriots. Wow. That's my bold prediction. I, I, don't, I don't think I want to take them in our weekly picks. Does, <laughs> does my bold prediction mean I have to take them? No, it does not. <laughs> um, I just – I don't – I won't be surprised if the Patriots lose that game. I know they're at home. Um it just kind of seems like, I don't know, Jets-Patriots, you know. It's, yep. it's a little bit of a rivalry. You never know what to expect. I mean, you used to when Brady was there and Jets were looking like an 0-6 team year after year. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I just – I do think I, – I think it's going to come down to the weather. I mean, if the weather is nice, I think it's a beautiful day for Zach Wilson to finally have a good game. Um, even though that Patriots run defense or pass defense is pretty decent, um, but I, I just, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I just that's my bold prediction. I, I like it. I like the Jets to upset the Patriots. If I had to pick an upset, I like it. And for me, I guess my bold prediction. I will go with the other New York team, and I guess it's an. I guess you would call it an upset because they are, um, you know, at home. And they're not favored. So I guess it's an upset in some sense. But I think the Giants, they win in this game, even though they're hurt. I think they win in this game. My bold prediction, I'm not saying I'm going to pick them, but I do could see a chance where the Giants win. Panthers just don't look good on offense. And I, I, I don't know if they can uh, beat the Giants on the road. But this will end our 69th episode. Hope you guys enjoyed. Check back next week where we continue to talk about the sports world. We're flying in sports, and we'll catch you on the next flight.